Yeah. Personally, I'm calling the police. Yes! What? You should have yeah. called the police when the brains went all over you! <laughs> you shouldn't have been able to make the meeting because you were covered in human remains! Reschedule! Welcome to All My Friends Are English Majors, the podcast where I, a business major, make my friends, this month an English major, read popular fiction with me. This month we are, unfortunately, deeply unfortunately, reading Colleen Hoover, and we're reading it with my friend Kayla. Kayla, do you want to introduce yourself? Do you want to talk about um, what makes you qualified to be on the podcast? Oh, I would love to. Um, I got my bachelor's from TrumanStateUniversity.com <laughs> in English. And then I continued my studies at TSU.com. And I got a Master of Arts in English. No, in education in English. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I have two... two sort of English degrees, and I also teach high school English and also high school debate. Do you think I should count your ums? Yes. I'm, um, I'm starting... How many am I at? <laughs> I think you're at, like, two. <laughs> I am starting to... Two? Okay. <laughs> I'm starting to recognize the shape of my own um in a sound wave. Yeah. Like, I'll see it on the, the editing. Way. Yeah, I'll see it on the editing software, like, the yeah. shape of it, and I'll be like, fuck. That's an um. Okay. Do you want me to just redo it? You, you gave me my little intro, so I can just redo my, if you can edit it. No, please don't make me edit more. This isn't, this isn't, <laughs> um, national debate and forensics competition. No one is going to take a point no, you off would, for you your, You would ums. think after how many, how many out rounds I've been in, I would stop saying, um, but personally, I won't. Okay. Let's see. Kayla and I met at Truman. I called her mean Kayla for the first eight months that I knew her, but... We're gonna need all the mean we've got, because this book fucking sucked. <laughs> um, we read Verity by Colleen Hoover. Kayla, I have to tell you something I found out about Dear Colleen. Her f I can't first book, she just talked about this on the Today Show, my coworker told me about it. Her first book made it onto the New York Times, or the Amazon bestseller list by accident. It was a glitch in the system. <laughs> what was her first book? Do you know? I don't know, but it was self-published. Are you going to be mad if I, like... No, Google it. Clacking for a Look second? it up. Okay. I love to. Um, yeah, so she self-published this book. It glitched its way onto the bestseller list on Amazon, and then she blew up. But you can tell it's self-published because it's terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, so it was called Slammed. She might still not have an editor. I, she really might not, but, um, <laughs> her reading this little, like, I made the decision not to read anything about her before I actually read her books, and now that I'm reading this small blurb about her, I'm like, maybe I should chill on being mean to this woman. Why? Because it says, uh... 
Before she self-published her first novel, Slammed, in 20... What do you think that's about? <laughs> it's about sex. <laughs> uh, probably. I don't know. Uh, it, but it says Hoover was a social worker living in a mobile home who took up writing because she was bored and always loved it. So, like, that's kind of sweet. Was that just, like, the, a gargantuan pause? Or... No, no, I, um, you, you robot voiced my Wi-Fi's being iffy. But I heard you say that she grew up in a trailer park. Yeah, she's a social worker in a trailer park, and she started writing because she was bored, and she liked it. Okay. Yeah. That's compelling. That is compelling. That's sweet. It makes me feel bad for wanting to say, like... Is Colleen Hoover a pen name, and is it Hoover because she sucks? <laughs> um. <laughs> Kayla! Um, she just, honestly, like, plot-wise, these books are pretty normal. But, like, the fact that she doesn't have an editor makes them really, really bad. Yeah, I was talking about these books with several people. Um, with my coworkers, with Noelle, and my, like, what I've had to say about it so far is that the plot is generally fine. Yeah. It's fine. And the writing itself is lackluster. Like, it's a little bit less than fine. Yeah. To me. Um, so this, we read Verity, which is, like, a true thriller. The rest of hers are, like, more abusive romance. Um, and this one is, like, abusive murder. Um, <laughs> so, I'm gonna read the back of the book, and then we'll talk about it. I'm on Amazon because I don't want to pick up my phone and put my face too close to the phone, but it's not giving me the back of the book, which is so rude. Okay. So, Do you want me to just read it? Yeah, oh, okay, you have a paper it. copy, yes. But I want to read what it says on Amazon, which is Verity, the thriller that will capture your heart and blow your mind. Okay, slay. <laughs> okay, read it. What's up? Lowen Ashley is a struggling writer on the brink of financial ruin when she accepts the job offer of a lifetime. Jeremy Crawford, husband of best-selling author Verity Crawford, has hired Lowen to complete the remaining books in a successful series his injured wife is unable to finish. Lowen arrives at the Crawford home, ready to sort through years of Verity's notes and outlines, hoping to find enough material to get her started. What Lowen doesn't expect to uncover in the chaotic office is an unfinished autobiography Verity never intended for anyone to read. Page after page of bone-chilling admissions, including Verity's recollection of the night her family was forever altered. Lowen decides to keep the manuscript hidden from Jeremy, knowing its contents could devastate the already grieving father. But as Lowen's feelings for Jeremy begin to intensify, she recognizes all the ways she could benefit if he were to read his wife's words. After all, no matter how devoted Jeremy is to his injured wife, a truth is this horrifying would make it impossible for him to continue loving her. A standalone romantic thriller from the number one New York Times bestselling author, Colleen Hoover. She told us too much. That's yeah. kind of the whole plot, except for the murder at the end. That, <laughs> yeah. It's like hiding, like, 
the tragedy, the specific tragedies the family goes through, but, like, that is really all that happens. Yeah. It also is, like, hiding, I think, a little bit, like, quite how horny the book is. Like, <laughs> like, there are, there are, I think Kayla and I will be yelling bonk at each other this whole podcast because this book has, I was at, at Summer League, I was telling Jess about the book and I was like, no, Jess, I'm like not kidding you. I truly think there are 25 blowjobs in this book. Like, minimum. It is minimum. Minimum! And I'm not saying there's like, 25, like, graphic sex scenes. I'm saying, like, every three pages while Lowen is reading Verity's autobiography, she's like, and then I blew him. Because I'm obsessed <laughs> with him. And then I gave him a blowjob. And then I tried to give him a blowjob, but he was too sad about the deaths of our children to get it up. Mm-hmm. Like... I couldn't go check on my crying babies because I was giving him a blowjob. Yes! And he's like, please stop blowing me, I have to go help my children. And she's like, how could you go, like, you care about your children more than getting your dick wet? And it's like, Jesus. How are are you as a man? It's so whack. Okay. You want me to do the two-minute summary, or do you want to do the two-minute summary? I would love for you to do the two-minute summary. Okay. I would love to hear how you differ it from the back of the book. Jesus. Um, so, they start out meeting in New York City. Lowen's mother has just died, which doesn't end up really mattering at all. And besides the fact that she doesn't have any money, so when Jeremy offers her this contract to write for Verity, after they've had a chance meeting where she witnesses a, a, a killing in the street, some involuntary manslaughter, and he loans her his shirt after locking them in a Starbucks bathroom together, but she's like, he wouldn't assault me, he locked the door so that other p- people wouldn't see me in my bra, this strange man who I just met. This is comforting. Fuck off. Um, and then she moves to his house <laughs> in Vermont um, to write Verity's last three manuscripts, but when she's going through Verity's files, she finds Verity's autobiography. And the autobiography is, like, one of the more fucked up things I've ever read in my life. Like, every three pages, they're either fucking or she's talking about how much she hates her children because her husband loves their children more than her. Um, she... Yeah, so Lowen is, like, waffling back and forth, trying to figure out, like, if she should tell Jeremy about it. And while all this is happening, spooky things are happening in the house. Like, Lowen is sleepwalking and wakes up in Verity's bed. Verity, who supposedly has, like, the mental state of an infant after her accident, like, can't, like, turns her head and stares right into Lowen's eyes. Or, like, runs to the top of the stairs while... Jeremy and Lowen are making out on the couch and then, like, runs away when Lowen says she sees her or, like, locks them together in a bedroom. Like, so Verity is, like, haunting the house, which is kind of, I think, hot girl behavior. But, like, while she's haunting the house, Lowen is, like, reading this manuscript where Verity is, like, describing drowning her daughter on purpose and, like... trying to give herself an abortion with a coat hanger because 
Jeremy said that he loved the the babies that weren't born more than he loved her, but it's, like, really fucked up, and then right at the end, Lowen gives Jeremy the manuscript, and then he reads it, and then he goes upstairs and try to kill, tries to kill Verity, and it turns out Verity has been faking it the whole time, because, I don't know. Well, we do know. <laughs> and then, Lowen, so, Jeremy's uh, trying to smother so her. Jeremy is trying to smother her, and Lowen, instead of being like, don't smother her, that's murder, is like, you just need to put your fingers down her throat and make her choke on her own vomit. Like, everyone will believe it because she can't move for herself. So Lowen basically, like, sanctions this murder and is an accomplice, and then they kill her. And then when they're cleaning out the house, Lowen finds this letter where Verity is being like, Jeremy, you may never read this, but that whole autobiography was a writing exercise because it helped me be a better author because all my books are written from the point of view of the villain. And then the book ends with Lowen being like, well, gotta burn this. Jeremy can't ever see it. It'll ruin his life. And then she just marries him because she's pregnant with his baby. Yeah. Okay, I think that's the whole book. Sorry, I think it took me, like, four minutes. That is... That's okay. That is certainly the whole book. I think that it can be split into two categories. Um, women's rights and women's wrongs. <laughs> yes. I would agree. <laughs> this is a pro Roe v. Wade novel. Yeah. Yeah, it is. But I would like to start... I would like to start at the beginning. Okay. Um, I'm I'm so sorry about that. I just am so shocked by everything that I have just read that I have nothing else to say except like, um, um, you really wrote that? <laughs> um, you jotted that down? I, okay, so what happens, the first thing that happens in this book is she literally sees someone killed on the street. And <laughs> yeah, it's not just it's not just any hit and run though. First of all, it's not a hit and run. But uh um um how did she write this? Somebody's brains explode on her in the first like <laughs> six pages. And her reaction is this would never happen in Virginia. People are so desensitized in New York, they don't even care that his brains just exploded all over me. And to that I have to say Colleen Hoover has never been to New York. Well, she was just on the Today Show, so now she's been to New York. But clearly not when she wrote Verity. Before writing this, here's the thing. Have you seen the Amazon Prime show, The Boys, where Dennis Quaid's son gets radicalized against the super people because the fast one named Freight Train or whatever literally explodes his girlfriend while they're holding hands because he was running too fast and killed her. Oh my god. Yeah, that's how the show starts. This is basically what happened to Lowen. Mm-hmm. This pedestrian got <laughs> Freight Trained in front of her, and I, Kayla, I would be shrieking. I would be, like... I've also thought about the logistics of this a lot as, like... the way that she describes it is he's, like, got his head down, walking across the road on his phone. So how did his head get busted under the tire? Oh, that's a great point. Because it would have thrown him. 
Like, it wouldn't yeah, have been run over. Yeah, him up onto that hood or scooted him out into the street. Yeah, like, it didn't suck but... him under. <laughs> <laughs> Colleen Hoover's never driven a car. <laughs> or has, like, never been in a car. Oh, Colleen Hoover has never taken a physics class. Mm. Yeah. I just, like, yeah. here's the thing. If I got someone's someone's brain matter all over me, I have to tell you, I would not be waiting mm-hmm. to get into the Starbucks bathroom. I would be taking my clothes off in the street. Like, my shirt would be off immediately. Bonk. Um, I just, I'm so, I'm, I don't even want to know my um count for this. I just truly cannot emphasize how much, like, brain matter I lost. (laughs) Just reading this? Uh Uh-huh. Okay, so while they're in the Starbucks bathroom, I said this in the, in the summary, but I want to go back to it because it's so crazy. He basically, like, herds her into a Starbucks covered in brains and is like, are you okay? And then demands the bathroom key from the Starbucks employee and then follows her into the bathroom and, like, takes off his shirt to give to her because she's like, I have a job interview. And he knows it's her because he looked at her picture because he suggested having her write Verity's books. And they go into the Starbucks bathroom and he locks it behind them. I'm sorry. If a strange man herded me into a Starbucks, was asking me invasive questions about my life, and then started taking his shirt off and locked the door, I wouldn't be like, wow, it's really comforting that he locked the door because no one else can come in. Pretty privilege. That's why she's excusing it. But I, what I think is important is that while they're in the bathroom, she, like, they're both taking their shirts off so that she can put his on, and... She's in the bathroom with the strange man, covered in a stranger's brains, and she's like, man, I wish I wore a different bra. Women's wrongs. Bonk! I'm bonking her for that! Oh, does everyone know what bonking (laughs) is? Bonking is the horny police. A horny jail. Yeah, you are going to horny jail. This book needs to be in horny jail. This whole book, every, this whole book belongs in horny jail. Also, frankly, all the people saying that these books are really hot, I gotta tell you, Kayla, I'm halfway through It It Ends With Us, and spoiler alert, the sex in that is not that good either. Colleen Hoover needed to make it on fanfiction.net long before she needed a published book. Like, she needed someone to be like, girl, this smut isn't that good. (laughs) What what writing do you think does contain good smut? Because I've not heard any smut praise on this podcast so far. Um, so. There. Hypothetically. <laughs> um, there are some fanfics that I can text you if you really want to read them. <laughs> you don't, you don't need to do that. Yeah, okay. I, I think that no one should know what porn that other people are enjoying. That's why, that's why it's so crazy that people are, like, recommending the normal people TV show and Bridgerton to people is everyone's being like, oh my god, Bridgerton is so good. And what they're talking about is when the Duke rails Daphne six ways from Sunday for, like, ten minutes of an episode. Oh my god. Yes! Oh, yeah. That is embarrassing. I, well, okay, so already I'm mad because so many of my students read these books, and now I'm like, 
bonk, get out of my classroom. <laughs> like, you cannot bring that book in here. When we talk about book banning, we need to be talking about pulling your books more. Okay. Then they go to this interview, she agrees to it, and then she talks to Jeremy alone in the room without her agent, and he's like, they're lowballing you, ask for more money, you deserve to be paid more money. And then she's, like, asking him what happened and what happened to his wife, and he's talking about the deaths of his twin daughters, and she goes, I like hearing him speak even if the words coming out of his mouth are dismal. I'm sorry, you are not being horny about this man's voice while he is telling you about the death of his children. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm calling the police. Yes! Well, you should have called the police when the brains went all over you! (laughs) You shouldn't have been able to make the meeting because you were covered in human remains! Reschedule! Yeah, shouldn't they be taking a statement from her? Did that happen? She does. She goes up to the cops and talks to them for, like, two minutes, and they're like, well, you're good to go. Right, right, because it's New York, and this happens all the time. Well, and also ACAB. Mm. Although, I'm a little worried Colleen Hoover is pro-cop, just from the vibes of her books. You know... Yeah... (laughs) She's also, yeah. like, a middle-aged white woman from Texas. She, f- oh. Oh, she's from Texas? Yeah. What, can you tell? That makes so much <laughs> sense. Yeah. Because, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and skip ahead real quick. Knowing that she's from Texas, I think, makes the steak and shake scene <laughs> make perfect sense. <laughs> and by the steak and shake scene, I mean... <laughs> service besides scooters like i've never served a table but steak and shake has waitresses if you see a couple sitting on the same side of a booth do you have to assume it's like 50 50 hands or where they're not supposed to be under the table yeah i mean i've also never worked in waiting tables but personally that is what i would think if i were a server i would be put off by it here's my hypothetical question Actually, it's not a hypothetical. That was a stupid thing to say. Do you remember, had they gotten their food yet, is he putting french fry fingers up her coochie? That's what I was thinking because they have so much seasoning on their french fries. And all their food is so greasy. Like, I'm so sorry. Have some respect. Have some respect. I, you, you, he would have to go to the bathroom and wash his hands. Like, clearly Verity has never had a UTI, because if she had had a UTI and he put his fingers anywhere near her coochie while eating at Steak and Shake, she would be like, don't touch me. Yeah. I personally would never, but okay, so if you did have to get fingered in a fast food restaurant, (laughs) uh, I'm not choosing Steak and Shake, nor am I disclosing where I'm choosing. Well, I feel like the obvious choice is sonic because you're in your car that's like that doesn't count is that a is that a bitch answer yeah 
That's well, like too easy. You ask the question. You not no censoring. Ask somebody who worked at Sonic. Ask somebody who worked at Sonic. I'd be mad as hell if I brought, <laughs> if I came out on my roller skates, <laughs> only to see. Yeah, that's fair. So that's when, fair. So again, the stake the stake and shake scene happens inside of the hidden manuscript that she finds, and. When I flipped the page to see that there was a book inside of the book, my first thought was, this is just like 1984. <laughs> oh my god, Colleen Hoover, the next George Orwell. Yeah. Um, yeah, the book within the book, I will say, was the only thing keeping me reading. Because I didn't really care about mm-hmm. Lone and Jeremy at all, but I was like, desperate to know what fucked up thing Verity was gonna do next. Yes. Yeah, I think that... Okay. I think the plot was fine. The one praise I will give this book is I was paying attention. Yeah, I was also paying attention. And that can be, like, paying paying attention parentheses derogatory. Yeah. Yeah. But I was was reading. Yeah. Let's see. Do we just want to go to Too Many Hands really quick and, like, talk about all the fucked up sex things in this book so we can go back to all the other fucked up things in this book. Yes, that's so fine with me. Um, the other major bonk. Actually, two major bonks. (laughs) One is that in Verity's autobiography, she talks about Jeremy's stubble on his face and then basically is like, Damn, if he went down on me long enough, like, I could get beard burned so bad it would scar. Ew. You yeah. want to be bloodied by stubble? Chill out. Chill out. Chill the fuck out. That's so nasty of her. Like, that's true. I, like, that was absurd. That's, like, 30 pages into the book as well. That's true. It comes very quickly in the book. Yeah. Like, are you serious? Yeah, and then the fingering in the steak and shake, shake happens, like, immediately after that. The other yeah. major, major... Oh, also, like, in... Uh-huh. The other major, major, major bonk that I have is that Verity and Jeremy's bed. Lowen is staying in the master bedroom at the Vermont house, and there are mm-hmm. multiple bite marks in the headboard. Yeah, I was like, that girl, that's fucking crazy. I really don't know what everybody else has going on in their sex lives. However, I think having several spots on your headboard where there are bite marks, it's doing too much. That's nasty. Maybe I'm being a prude. No, I don't think you're being a prude. I haven't had a headboard in 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're not being a prude. The (laughs) other thing that you have to think about here, frankly, is angles. Wait, what do you think they're doing that her head is on the headboard? What did you say? What? what, what, I'm so confused about how you're confused about. No, I understand how she's facing the headboard. Oh, no, no, no. He was eating her out. She's I remember now. He's sitting on his face. He's yeah. eating her out. There we go. Yeah. Um, it says that in the book as well. I forgot. I forgot. But also, um, but here is the horniest, bonkiest, worst part. Is when Lowen <laughs> rides Jeremy's face. 
She bites the same bite as Verity. On purpose, too. On so purpose. Or deeper, yeah. That was bonk. It was bonk central, bonk city. And mayor of bonk town. <laughs> she, she deserved to be in prison for that. Like, there are other things in the book that both of them genuinely deserve to go to prison for. But after she bit that stuff, you know how they keep Hannibal? Yeah. Like, straight jacket muzzle? Yeah. Bro, Lowen Ashley needs that. <laughs> Until she can learn to act right. <laughs> well, she couldn't act right from the very, very beginning. She has man's brain matter all over her and she's thinking about her titties? Like... And I get that shock makes you do you crazy know. things, but, like, I don't think that's what they mean. That's true. Okay, here are my other two Too Many Hands complaints. They are not specific ridiculous things that happen in this novel. They are broad-spectrum ridiculous things that happen in this novel. One, the sex in this book is not hot because there's no reason for any of the characters, to be, for Lowen and Jeremy, to be attracted to each other. Personally, I don't want to hear about meat munching that much. Yes, that's the other thing! I, like, I really don't think we're exaggerating. I, like, truly, truly believe there are at least 25 blowjobs in this book. This, like, is not for lesbians. It's not. You're right. This book is not for a lesbian. There are some things where I'm like, oh, like, I do that too, but not a sucking dick. Not that lesbians can't suck dick. It's just not catering to my personal experience and as a reader I wanted to do that and it doesn't. Yeah, it like also like the reason that smutty romances are good is because like you are really like getting the point of view of a woman being pleasured. And like <laughs> this book is literally all about Verity being like I wanted to fuck my husband so he would be obsessed with me. And, like, reading about sex is obsession is, like, I don't really understand how this book was supposed to be sexy because all of the sex in this book, whether or not it's Jeremy and Verity or Jeremy and Lowen, is about obsession. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's not hot. I don't think that anybody in this book had good chemistry. No! Not at all! No. Colleen Hoover's been reading Sally like, Rooney. To me, it reads... <laughs> to me, it reads like Lowen was the first woman Jeremy saw. Yeah. Well, no. and also... Like, this horrible thing has happened to my family and my wife. Okay, new bitch alert. Like, also, it was boring to me. So one time, my coworker told me that my uh, place of business likes to collect wounded birds... Because it, like, makes them stick around for the abuse longer, essentially, of, like, being taken advantage of and, like, being forced to work too hard and, like, working 65-hour weeks. And if you can't hang, it just means you, like, don't have the redacted juice, basically. And, like, Jeremy is collecting wounded birds. Yeah. Okay, speaking of- okay, thank you so much- for bringing that up, actually, I would love to talk about Loan as a character because every like fact about her is just kind of thrown in there and doesn't mean anything and doesn't matter. 
Her mom, mom being died, dead doesn't matter. That went nowhere. That doesn't matter to the story at all. Her sleepwalking matters so briefly. And it, like, barely matters. It just means she, like, has a little bit of trauma about her mother. Mm-hmm. Well, but, and her relationship again, where she used to fuck her agent, and then she quit fucking her agent, but kept him as her agent because he's, like, really good at his job, that also didn't matter. That didn't do anything for the plot. Yeah, it could have, but it didn't. I think... I think that Colleen Hoover is trying to tell us that Lowen is all alone in the world, but what we know about abusive relationships is that isolated people are more likely to stay in an abusive relationship because no one is looking out for them. Yeah. So, like... I agree. I also want to say that I did not read this as an English major at all. I am reading this as a consumer, which maybe defeats the point of your podcast. No, no, no. However, I am reading this to giggle and talk about how ridiculous it is, and I will not be saying a single smart thing. No, that's okay. I mean, Kayla, I don't know if you've looked at the It Ends With Us outline yet, which you shouldn't because all I'm doing is spoiling the entire book. But I liked reading the outline after I read the whole book. I will read you a sentence from It Ends With Us, which is, He okay. was choking her, Ellen! Oh, spe- <laughs> <laughs> The Ellen Speaking she's writing choking. to, of course, is Ellen DeGeneres. Is Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> Speaking of choking... Chapter three of the, I think it's chapter three of this book is all of a sudden, I had this ex-boyfriend who used to choke me, which I forgot about that until you said that, but that was a weird aside that she had in here that had nothing to do with anything else, but she's talking about how she had an ex-boyfriend who used to choke her, and she's so glad that she did not end up with that man because it would have spiraled from there. The, be- the alleged BDSM. So Girl. she's worried about the alleged BDSM, but she's, like, biting the headboard. So if she's worried about the BDSM, why so... isn't she worried about the murder? Who hasn't dabbled in a little bit of choking? She's acting like... <laughs> I don't even know what she's Telling acting like. Telling on yourself on the podcast. What? I said you're telling on yourself on the podcast. Who who among us hasn't had just a little bit? Are you not going to tell on yourself? No, my sister listens Is to it the podcast. Your mom might listen. Okay, but I want to talk about how many times you've said pussy on this <laughs> podcast. Because it's too many times. That's true. Should I switch to coochie? No. Yeah, I think. Both words have so, their place. Um. Yeah, but she's acting like it's so crazy of him. Which, this has nothing to do with anything else. It's just, I thought that was super funny. Because it goes from like, boom, brain exploded on me. Boom, <laughs> dead mom. Boom, major book deal. So I had this ex-boyfriend. <laughs> well, and like, if Colleen Hoover had had an editor... Or, like, maybe had spent a little more time writing this novel. 
I think that she could have really been trying to tell us things about Loan as a character. But, like, I don't think that we are supposed to see any nuance to Loan beyond what Colleen Hoover is telling us explicitly on the page. Yeah, I think that you have to do a lot of heavy lifting to make it deeper. It, it is. It is not deep. This is not a deep book. They get away with a double murder. It's not a deep book, but... It's so ridiculous. Okay. Okay. So, here are things... Do we want to talk about things in Verity's manuscript that are fucked up? Sure. Okay. Yes, this is a pro-Roe v. Wade podcast. However... It is fucking nuts of you to be, like, five months pregnant, and your husband is, like, holding the children that you have told him explicitly you're excited about, and then to go into the bathroom while he's asleep and, like, try to rip him out with a coat hanger. Like, she yes, could have killed I... herself. Mm-hmm. Easily. I don't know. I don't know. And then one of the... One of the children has a scar on their face. Supposedly, we as the reader are supposed to understand from the coat hanger. I'm sorry. If she had, like, gotten to the child, it would have meant she, like, like, those babies are in a little sack. She would have punctured a sack and miscarried. There's, like, no way she, just, like, logistically, there's no way she could, like, scar the baby with a coat hanger and also have the pregnancy work out. Yeah. Also, that's just such, like, a weird detail to me of, like, let's do an attempted coat hanger abortion and also have one of the babies have a scar. For me, it's doing too much. Everything in this book is doing too much. Yeah. The bites on the headboard, like... (laughs) The fact that Verity convinces herself that one of the twins is going to cause the death of the other twin on purpose. Like, she's like, my little autistic twin, the non-autistic twin, is my favorite baby ever, and the autistic twin is going to murder her. Yeah! That was so- that really, really- I cannot emphasize enough how fucked up I thought that part of the plot was. So, at the very beginning- of, I guess, the children being born. She's really struggling to connect with them, whatever. Postpartum does make new parents crazy sometimes. So that, I think, could be excusable if it were commentary on that. But it's not. It's just about trying to make a villainous character more villainous. And so I just think it's in such bad taste to hate one child of the two and have that child be the autistic child. That is just so immensely fucked up. And, like, it it really is like Colleen had a little checklist, and she was like, okay, how are all of the ways, what are all of the ways that I can make this book bad? Like, how can I make this character a villain? And here's what I'll say. Verity, the author, is pro-Roe v. Wade. But I am questioning whether (laughs) or not Colleen Hoover, the author, is pro-Roe v. Wade. 
Because it seems like her little checklist said, How to make Verity a villain. Coat hanger abortion. Hates her autistic child. Won't connect to her children. I don't think she thought about the nuances. I don't think she thought about the nuances of hating the autistic child. At all. I don't think she thought twice about that. If anything, here's what I'd say. If Verity is so upset about the twins stealing Jeremy's attention from her, you would think the one that is generally antisocial would be preferable. Yeah. To her than the one that is allegedly so bubbly. Yeah, that's true. I just, everything about this, like, and then, do we want to talk about the letter? Ugh, yeah, I do want to talk about the letter. (laughs) Before we get to the letter. The letter. The murder sucked. The double murder sucked. I don't think anyone, I, you don't actually get away with it. You can't. You can't duct tape your wife, force her to drive into a tree, which we find out in the letter that Jeremy did. How did he force her to drive into the tree? That was unclear. I was kind of losing it at this point. Okay, so so what we find out in the letter is that Jeremy tried to kill Verity the first time. So she didn't drive herself into the tree because she was depressed about the death of her children. He read the manuscript... Before Lowen gave it to him. Like, six months before Lowen gave it to him. And then... Yeah. He smothered her, like, knocked her out, and then taped her up, and then put her foot on the gas pedal until she drove into a tree, and then untaped her hands, and then someone else called 911 when he fled the scene of the crime. I'm so sorry. We have fingerprinting! They would have been able to tell I her wrists think- were taped. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, what the fuck? I am really, like, thinking too hard about it, because I'm in my head thinking, how did he get her foot to stay on the gas? <laughs> Wouldn't it just slide off? <laughs> Here's my how question. Stay down? <laughs> I think, well, not my question. I think that Colleen Hoover needs to re needs to watch the Kate Winslet show, Mayor of East Town, and then get back to me with whatever bullshit double murder plot this was, where we were supposed to see a twist not coming. I first of all, as soon as Lowen was like, I don't think Verity is actually suffering from these injuries, I was immediately in on the pot twist. If you hint at it that many times, obviously that's where it's going. Every every plot twist was just telegraphed really hard, which is fine. But I had a lot of beef with the letter because it was so long and so repetitive. She said it was a writing exercise like ten times in three pages. I'm doing a writing exercise. You wouldn't understand if you're not a writer. My my writing brain wrote this, not my real brain. You would never understand this. 
What? Shut the fuck up. That is also such a lazy... I was like, please shut up. Please shut up. But that, really, like, what is there not to get? Well, then, and... Like, how many times can you say it's a writing exercise? Boo. Don't care. How did they never talk about it once after he found the manuscript? Yeah. How did they not have a conversation about it? Also, um... Verity, in the letter, is talking about how she was trying to find the manuscript after she got back home from the hospital, but she couldn't find it anywhere. And Lowen says that she found it just in the drawer of her desk. Okay, how she couldn't she find Which it? Which means then? that Jer- Jeremy put it. Jeremy put it there because he wanted her to read it because he wanted her. He wanted to murder Verity the whole time. He just needed an excuse. He needed the okay to do it. So he planted the manuscript. He knows Verity's, he knows Lowen's reading it the whole time. <gasps> oh, he does. This? Because there's no way Verity is so dumb she's not going to open the drawer of her desk. Wait, 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 Kayla. Okay, you read, you were trying to find tweets being anti this book, right? But I want to talk yeah, to you I about the- find any. <laughs> I want to talk to you about the pro tweets. I have some questions. Okay. Do they think that, like, Jeremy is hot? Yes. They they think that this is, like, a good relationship? That it's, like, sweet that she ended up pregnant? I, so I was on Reddit, and <laughs> I was also on an app very similar to Goodreads reading reviews, and... It seems like a pretty mixed bag for reviews of some people being like, ah, like, uh, Jeremy is so sexy and I love that they ended up together. Or, Jeremy is so sexy, but he was so much sexier with Verity. Like, him and Verity should have been fine. But the general consensus seemed to be Jeremy hot. So... The Goodreads stuff that I read, which we're not going to get to Goodreads yet, but I really think that, like, people, people love Verity. Like, the, the character. Like, on Goodreads, they're like, wait, she's kind of slaying, like, faking her brain injury. I was also seeing this. Yeah, faking her brain injury. I, like, they even think that she's slaying in the manuscript, though. And I'm kind of like, some of the things that she's doing are pretty unbelievably fucked up, but want to talk about her faking her injury. So, Jeremy says that he saw the scans. She can't be faking it. Okay, does he know how to read them? Is he a doctor? What I'm thinking is, like, he probably met with the doctors, and they were like, look at these scans. This is what this means. So, so did Verity, like, pay the doctors to fake the scans? Or is Jeremy lying and he knows she's been faking it the whole time? <gasps> oh. The uh, the third option is that 
she was She's dumb as hell. <laughs> the real the third option is that she got scanned like while she was legitimately comatose. Surely they must be doing so many scans. Though. That's true. Jeremy knows. Which also also I also want to talk about Verity is faking it and has so much at stake to continue her little bit. But she is risking everything at one point just to mute Wheel of Fortune on the TV. (laughs) You don't think she was trying to freak out Lowen? I am choosing to believe she's like, I'm sick of hearing that wheel spin and turn it (laughs) off. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't know. I thought that was one of those things where she was like trying deliberately to like freak out Lowen. Because let's be clear, Lowen is fucking her husband. While his supposedly yeah. like comatose wife is upstairs in her bed. Do you think he's wrong? So, if Verity weren't faking it, do you think he's wrong to pursue another relationship if he's been led to believe she'll never make a recovery? If he wasn't the reason she was like that, I don't think it's wrong. I would prefer if she were, like, at a living facility... Like, I don't really think that you should, like, fuck your new girlfriend while your comatose wife is upstairs in your bed. Mm-hmm. And, like, honestly, I'd get a new mattress. Like, I <laughs> yeah, don't get need a new headboard. Like, get a new headboard. But now the teeth marks. Nothing. Sand over that shit. Here's the other thing. And we can get into the perfect man, who, for this episode, is Jeremy. None of yeah. Lowen and Jeremy's relationship is consensual because he is lying about why they're meeting and what he knows about his wife and, like, the nature of Lowen and his relationships. He's lying the whole time. Like, yeah, Lowen is like, I'm consenting to have sex with this hot dad who's really sad, and Jeremy is like, Well, I duct taped up my wife and drove her into a tree because I'm convinced she murdered our children. And now I'm just, like, Mm -hmm. being a sociopath about it. And then he tries to kill her again and Lowen helps? Is that just Stockholm Syndrome? Which I know is a fake thing. I know it's a fake thing. But, like, he, like, saves her from poverty in New York, moves her out there, lets her fulfill her writing dream. Like... Dicks her down really well, and then Lowen helps her commit murder? Digmatized that badly? By a man who's lying to you? Yeah, I also think that Lowen is just as crazy as everybody else in the book, though. That's true. And I think that she's digmatized enough that even if she knew all this ahead of time, she still would have participated in the murder. Kayla, I feel like I've talked about all the reasons that Jeremy is bad. So I, under The Perfect Man, you may have noticed, I just wrote Vermont. Okay. Elaborate. I wanted to talk about, do you think that he's a Bernie voter? 
Isn't, like, a large majority of Vermont a Bernie voter? Yeah, but, but is Jeremy. No, he works in real estate. I think Jeremy is a Republican. Jeremy's sock is even further down. I think he's a Republican. I think he... But I don't think he voted for Trump. I think he doesn't vote for Bernie in Vermont, but he also isn't a Trump voter. That's my thinking. Okay, I think Verity is not registered to vote. Oh, 100%. I I really just, like, don't care about Jeremy, honestly. I think he is really just around to have sex and be a little bit weird and constantly hearing the name jeremy i was like this is phineas and ferb fanfic (laughs) and (laughs) jeremy is jeremy and loan is candace and she's trying to bust the voice the boys being Verity in this uh, <laughs> fanfic. <laughs> oh my gosh. Ashley Tisdale is Lowen. <laughs> yeah. If I had to cast somebody. Yeah, you do need kind of like a crazy mean girl to be Lowen, because only a crazy mean girl could like fuck another man while his comatose wife is upstairs. Yeah, so I will I will say I won't take credit for this opinion that I'm about to give. I read it in the reviews um on Storygraph, which is an app very similar to Goodreads that I use. And somebody was like, Lowen is actually the craziest bitch in the story. She's evil and she's just as obsessed with Jeremy as Verity is, and everything that she does in this story proves that. And I think that that is pretty much, pretty much right. Yeah. But also they were like, it would have been more, it would have been more interesting if, this is also in the reviews, of like, a better plot twist would have been if Lowen wrote the manuscript. And I could not agree more, that would have been so much more interesting. Oh, that would have been But it's not what we were given. But I do want to talk about the ending. So there's this really crazy, evil manuscript that exists. And then there's a letter at the very end of the book that is like, it was just a writing exercise. It's not true. So which one do you believe? Like, was it just a writing exercise or is this bitch bonkers? I think... I've gone back and forth on this. And I think the bitch is bonkers. So you think she was, like, for real, trying to murder her kids? I kind of do. I don't know. I've gone back and forth, but I think the bitch is bonkers. And I'm trying to remember what reasons I had. There were, like, certain parts in the story that I was, like... You couldn't, like, make that up. In terms of, like, 
in terms of like parts of the plot that matched up not really what happened in the manuscript but like how the timelines fit together and like what was happening I was like Mm -hmm. the bitch is bonkers a lot of it had to do I think with Jeremy yeah we know is willing to commit premeditated murder at this point so like Maybe the bitch isn't bonkers, but I'm I'm leaning towards she's nuts. Yeah. What about you? I feel like everybody in this story is nuts. Yeah, that's fair. But I don't know. I'm struggling because I don't really care. <laughs> um, but it's just such a lazy plot twist. It's not really that lazy to be like, it was a writing exercise. I didn't actually, like, think all of those things. But it does really sound like she murdered her daughter in the canoe. I do think she murdered her daughter in the canoe. I do. That's what I'm struggling with. Like, because she why really did the canoe flip? Also, yeah. if you, like, really love and care about your children, like, you have either aggressively taught them to swim, or they are wearing life jackets if you're on the lake. Yeah, who takes our kid that can't swim out onto a lake with no life jacket? I don't know. Jer- Jeremy, Jeremy believing it is like, ooh, that's not, that's not a good look for her. Yeah. So my neighborhood pool when I was a kid. My parents moved into our house when I was, like, three and are still there, and we have a neighborhood pool. And we were in swim lessons, like, the second we moved into the neighborhood. Because, one, my mom, who loved us very much and loves us very much, like, kids are really exhausting. You're a teacher. You spend yeah eight hours a day with yes. them. Like, in the summer, she was like, we're going to the fucking pool. And you're gonna swim and you're gonna get tired. <laughs> And so we, and, like, the pool was fun, and we loved the pool. We were never really forced to go there, but if we wanted to go, we went. And we were in swim Mm -hmm. lessons, like, as soon as we moved into the house. And, like, the couple of times that I have been to a lake, like, the 16-year-olds are wearing life vests. Like, if you are out on open water, and, like, there's a chance you're going to be in the lake... You have a life vest on. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're just going to be on a boat and you are not getting in the water and you are not planning on getting in the water and you are in motion, if you are in motion, you should have a life jacket on. Like, if you're just like... Yeah. Also, like, Naya Rivera got killed, like, two years ago on a lake. Like, water is dangerous. I just, it's just, parents yeah. should make their kids wear life jackets. Like, there's no way that someone as conscientious as Jeremy would just be like, oh yeah, we take the kids on the lake in their life vests all the time. Because everything we know about his character would say that that isn't true. I do think he's a pretty good dad. Yeah. And that is maybe the one good thing about him. Well, and, like, good at sex. Oh, good at sex, good at fathering, good at being a pretty good real estate agent, it sounded like. Yeah, it sounds like they were making money. he was not a stay-at-home father. I 
Like I've, like I've said it a couple times, I read some reviews on a different app, and I would like to share my favorite ones with you. Oh, please do, and then I'll read my Goodreads reviews. One of them says, three stars, asterisk, 3.5, and that is the entire review. Super graphic and gory. I loved it. Bit of a pregnancy jump scare at the end, so it lost some points. <laughs> also, too many, <laughs> too many smut scenes for my Christian heart. Trigger warning. Apathy. <laughs> While I enjoyed the story, there was simply too much sex described in too much detail. I have to disagree. There was very little detail to the sex. There was too much dick sucking. Not enough sex. If you're going to be smutty, switch it up, girl. Yeah, she really is like, and then I blew also, him. And then I blew him. I f- and then I blew him again. Like there weren't. Ew. I feel like there weren't enough details in general. Like, nothing was really described all that well, unless it was Verity doing really fucked up stuff. But besides that... Almost nothing felt described. Well, except for the things that were too over-described. Like, one of the Goodreads reviews I read was basically like, please, please, please get an editor. Like, I really don't need to know that, like, Loen (laughs) walked 15 steps to the microwave to put her macaroni and cheese in for 30 seconds, waited 30 seconds, walked 15 steps back to the table, and then ate her mac and cheese in 12 bites. Like, that was my biggest beef with their writing is, like, way over-explaining nothing. But, again, no real details. No description. No $5 words. Respectfully. Disrespectfully. Colleen Hoover needs to get a writer's group. And the writer's group (laughs) needs to have some people who are willing to say, Colleen girl, cut this shit. Yeah, agree. Like, alright, I'm ready for the Goodreads. Okay. Mine are a little longer. I don't know how many stars this was. I always forget to do that. This was straight up hilarious. The funniest creeping book ever written. Did I hear that people cried while reading this? I sure hope it was tears of laughter or pain, because y'all need to explain. So I got a real important question here. How is it that the main characters always read about the most pressing issues so damn slow? Like, are you actually about to tell me this woman, this author, read one chapter of the manuscript per day? She took weeks to read 19 bloody chapters? I would binge that shit in an hour. I bet even Jeremy read it in three seconds. But she took her sweet time like the annoying little vermin she is. He fell asleep, and then she has the quote about um, her attempting to abort his daughters with a wire hanger, and all she said was, and look, dot, 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 Verity is pro-choice, smiley face, fingernail painting emoji. So that's the first one. And you know what? She's so right. If you, if your job is to, like, read and write and edit, you are not going to take 19 days to read 19 chapters. She was trying to be respectful. The only reason that I can see it is because she was so freaked out. Yeah. Like, if you're freaked out enough, 
that you can only read, like, a chapter at a time, and then you have to lock yourself in a bedroom for the day because you're so freaked out. Like, okay. But, like, yeah. Also, what would you have cried over in this book? Were you supposed to be, like, sad about Jeremy being sad about the death of his children? I think that maybe the canoe scene? Yeah. That? Do you think but people cried when he murdered Verity? part of the book. No. I hope not. I didn't think that scene was sad at all. I thought it was kind of goofy. I think it has to, I think it has to be the canoe scene. I also think it has to be the canoe scene. scene. Or the coat hanger abortions. Or the finger in the throat scene was really crazy. Lowen is literally just like, make her choke on her own vomit. Girl, why have you been thinking about the ways to kill her so easily? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, I'm so sorry. Even if I thought that she was a crazy murderer, if I saw someone trying to smother another person to death, I think I would probably tackle the person doing the smothering. Like, I wouldn't just be like, no, 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 you gotta kill her a different way. Like, what the fuck? Also, she knows Jeremy. I probably wouldn't tackle a stranger. But, like... A cab, but everybody in the house is white, so maybe call the police. Yeah. There needed to be a police officer in this story, besides the one who was like, Ooh, sorry about the brain matter! (laughs) Yeah. Okay. You must understand that although the suspense was okay, and plot twists, even if below average, were at least emotion-inducing, the romance was the blandest, stalest, dullest, driest, most flavorless, and uninspiring piece of crap I've ever read, ever. Also, Lowen forgiving or justifying Jeremy's double murder attempts was brutal. Come on. Not during Women's History Month. Do you think that reading this during Pride Month affected your reading of this text? No, because there's no gay people in this book, Kayla. Exactly. I actually... I'm going to save this comment for later. Oh, are yeah. you, you saving it for prompt call? I, I, I would not. No, I just wouldn't read this book during March or June. Yeah. I think you, like, potentially lose a couple of, like, ally points. <laughs> or woman points, whichever month it is. Okay. Would you buy this book? Is it good? Is it something you would ever reread? I would not buy it. I didn't think it was good. And I would be shocked if I ever read this again. I don't know what circumstance would call for a reread in my life. (laughs) Yeah. I'm in the same boat. I would buy a book of Colleen Hoover's if... She wrote about gay characters. I think that would be so entertaining for me. I would love to hear how Colleen Hoover interprets the community. Yeah, that's a good call. Thank you. I think it would be very interesting. Do you think... Like, she's got the blowjob writing down <laughs> if she wants to write about gay men. Well, and maybe like, that was homemade. You know, does? Pride Month is over, so I have to speak my truth for a second. Oh, go ahead. That was it. Oh, okay. I I actually I can't get canceled from a podcast. True. 
that three people listen to. Um, Jeremy. Yeah, I will but... say, Jeremy does eat low and out. So, like, Colleen. Okay, Ally, he's got his stock is going right back up. <laughs> yeah, here's the thing. You can try to kill your wife and succeed the second time, but only if you're willing to eat pussy. I have not read a lot of smut in my life. That's something I have to be honest about. Um, but I really hated the phrase, like, he opened me with his tongue. That oh, gross. Yeah. Me out. That's a gross description. That was really nasty. <laughs> but he did not, Jeremy didn't describe it that way. That's how Colleen described it. So Jeremy does not lose ally points to that. <laughs> okay. I feel like we've said everything that we can about this book because there's just nothing there. I <sighs> Did you say I agree. Yeah. But we we did our we did our best. We had fun. I for some reason choked trying to introduce myself. But all things considered I've had a great time. Oh, good. Um, next week, Kayla and I will be talking about It Ends With Us. Warning in advance, that episode will be coming out late because Kayla and I are going to be busy playing our fake little sport in Aurora, Illinois. So we literally don't have time to record. Here's my next week, guys. Um, Monday night, I have yeah, to go so to someone's- pull up if you want to watch us play. Pull up in Aurora if you want to watch us play. There's also a wildflower field. Um... Monday night, I have to go to someone's birthday party. Tuesday night is the 4th of July. Wednesday night, I have practice. Thursday night, I have league. Friday night, we're driving to Illinois. Saturday, Sunday, we have to play. And then Monday night, why can't I do Monday night? Are are we recording Monday night? I thought we we are recording on Monday night. Next Monday night? The last I heard. Okay, then we're recording Monday night. But I won't have time to edit it Tuesday night because I have practice. And then the pod's supposed to come out Wednesday morning, but I have to work all day. And I can't edit it till Wednesday night. So essentially, all that to say, pod will be coming out late. Probably Thursday morning. So, anywho, follow us on Instagram at EnglishMajorsPod. Or send us an email at EnglishMajorsPod at gmail.com. Kayla and I will be back next week reading It Ends With Us by Colleen Hoover. Um, Yeah, don't kill your wife. We'll see you next week.